forever. Dog. Race chaser. Welcome back to Race Chaser, Chaser. Classic, a podcast dedicated to the discussion, dissection, and dissemination of every single episode of RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, Race, starting from the very beginning. This um, is the beginning! An appropriate song choice. Uh, my name is Alaska. What is yours? Hello, I'm your tech advisor. Thank you. Stop Thank reciting you. the lyrics to your new Christmas album. <sighs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, it's a single. It's not an album. It's it's not wrapped in red just yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. Um, uh, this is the final three, Hunty. The final three. Uh-huh. Uh, last week, after playing in the glory hole and dragging up the puppets, the top four gals indulged your sweet tooth for the sugar ball and custom Marco Marco. Each diva My had to serve three runway ball. looks, including a custom candy couture. Plus, perform as a group of sugar babies to Alaska's choreography. After a lot of tense moments, glances, shade mm. rattles towards Jinx, detox Jinx, and Alaska all said Jinx should go home. And um, they faced off to mm. Malamo number one, mm-hmm. and detox went home. Plus, Alaska also joined the mini Anna Main club. She's That's Jackson right. Maine's daughter. Uh, yes, she is. Um, Jackson's uh, baby. Yes. Um, we get a lipstick message from Detox that says something kill them. Rolaska mm-hmm. talks forever. Detox. Uh, what else did it say? Do you remember? Girl, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. I, no. I don't know. What was it blurred or obscured? It was obscured. They did like close ups. They never showed a wide and they huh. even showed it in the clip package, but it was still. You just couldn't see it. She probably um, wrote something really offensive. She probably wrote something with the word with fuck in it and, you know, all that. Yeah. But um, she put her lips right where my asshole was. Girl, so many men have done that. Lips on lips. Um, um, <laughs> everybody has won two challenges so far. This is a really even playing field going into the top three. And y'all are discussing that. And you you mentioned, but I've never lip synced. I mean, I never bring it up, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a very even playing ground. It really could be anyone's game. Um, Roxy is um, throwing some pluckings aplenty at, at Jinx already. Left, right, center. Um, right. And uh, Alaska is ready to compete. She's ready to take on the world. You really are galvanized, focused, and ready to uh, g- deliver the misdirects because this episode has a lot of them for you. Uh, but we'll get to those. We'll yeah. get to those. Yeah. The next day, y'all walk in and find correspondence from Detox. Oh, this is the beginning of the note shade. I mean, now this is very commonplace, but I don't, I don't think this was done really before. Tox, uh, tox, detox. No. Yeah. Yeah. Now they leave no now the it's part of the narrative is like you get eliminated and you write notes for your sisters and then there's a beat for them to be read. And now well, in this instance, it's the ultimate shade because Jinx does not 
get a note from Misty Tox. Oh, well, Roxy offers to write her a note from what she imagines Detox would say. She said, you sent me home, you fucking hot fucking mess. Mm. Which is adjective heavy. Fluckings. Fluckzilla. Um, yeah. Also, I have a question about... Um, no, I don't. Never mind. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, well, we get a video message which states, Ladies, make a case why you should be America's next drag superstar and you could be awarded a judgment of $100,000. And if you're really lucky, you might even get a hung jury. <sighs> what is? I just mean? got jury duty for December 21st. Oh. Do you think I could just say I have COVID? We have a live a... stream. Oh, yeah, I have to work. Yeah, you have work. Gigs. Yeah, I can't. Never mind. You don't want to give me a, a stipulants check or whatever they're called? I ain't jury duty in. <laughs> whatever they're called. Well, Michelle com- comes up into this workroom. She holds the banister because she can't see her feet because her tits are so big. She's and delicately say, walking down the stairs. <laughs> I say, oh, she has legs because we've only seen her behind the desk. So funny. Um, <laughs> so RuPaul is getting some uh, emergency mandatory corrective cosmetic cons- procedures. And uh, Michelle tells y'all that you're going to be starring with RuPaul in the music video for The Beginning. That's right. Which is the show we've been, the song we've been singing since the beginning. That's right. Oh, sorry. I I remember what I wanted to say now about the letter writing. I mean, I think season four invented the letter writing. Like we had Miss Kenya. Oh, you Oh yeah. You yeah, oh yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we, we know about some letters and some drama. They love to bring a, let, a letter drama. Letters, correspondence, emails. Tell us about the emails. Tell us about the private server. Um, uh, working. We get the chance to work with choreographer to the stars, Candice Kane, and with legendary director Matthew Anderson to film a dramatic courtroom scene where each diva has to play three different characters: defendant, defense attorney, and prosecutress. Mm-hmm. And then on the main stage, the girls have to defend their lives and convince the judges mm-hmm. and the world why they need to be America's next drag superstar. Mm-hmm. And we have a one-on-one with Gloria Allred to build our case and a Tic Tac lunch with RuPaul. This is an action-packed day. I so, mean... Sound like you burp your case. Divas on... So- honey, you'll be doing 15 burpees. <laughs> Uh, that was my gym teacher, Mr. Walsh. He was really scary. Um, the first thing that happens is Candace Kane comes into the workroom to teach us about hair and chiffon. She is the most beautiful. I mean, the, she just the is. Most. The Hawaiian girls are all so special and such goddesses. Walk straight out of the the waters of Hawaii and grant us like pleasures on stage. They're so beautiful, Candace, with all this hair and this jumpsuit. And then, did y'all have time to pin on your hair? Because I see Jinx's flies right off as soon as she tries the <laughs> hair whip. <laughs> I don't. I think it she was didn't want to very... cross hatch one on top. Uh, no, I think it was very just. Yeah, grab one of these. We're just playing around. This is, you know, this isn't. Uh... This is just to practice. I mean, there's eight cameras trained on you at this moment, but this is just to play around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the wig that I chose, but me I'm too. Should have worn I'm, it later. I know. 
Um, the chiffon we'll moment. Uh, so learning about chiffon and hair whipping, the trick is going slow, fast, and then slow, fast, Candace says, with the hair. And like, I never really knew that there was um, a method to the madness, but I guess there is. And you seem to have trouble keeping it out of your face from what the edit showed us. Was that a okay, well, true story? Here's the thing. She taught us the trick that you get all the hair on one side in mm-hmm. front of you. So then you turn into the fan and then it has hair to move from in front of you to behind you, mm-hmm. which is pleasing to the camera. That is like the hair movement thing that looks really great. So I was doing that, but I think they were only showing the beginning part of that process where it was like in my face. But if I turn slightly, if I and I, I'm pretty sure I did because I mean it's a simple enough task to to do. Was it, girl? Yes. Huh. But they just showed me with hair in my face, looking like a hot ass mess. Case one for the prosecution. I just saw a messy man. Like honestly, they're Keep building track. you up all. They're building you up with more blunders this episode than you had all season. Because they're forcing <laughs> this narrative last minute. Oh, she doesn't deserve it. We're gonna show you why. We're gonna give it to the redhead. <laughs> Little bungles. <laughs> wubba wubba wubba. Um, uh, so yeah, we get into our first looks for the music video and this is for the hair whipping, uh, chiffonography, choreography, green screen, convertible ass music video moment. Nice car. Right. I heard you. Um, did you guys pick your color unitards and chiffons or were they assigned? This is why, this is why I wore that hair because. No, there's no excuse for that. First of all, no, I was rebelling because I hated this outfit. It was it was a red tank top cut uh, uh leotard bodysuit, unitard with a purple chiffon cape over top of it, poncho, a poncho, tablecloth with a hole. We didn't know what we were wearing until like we were getting ready for the for the outfit for the for the scene and they brought these in and they were like okay these are what you're wearing and I was like well I w- no this is my last day and I am going to wear like this so I was like so I had on this long flowing blonde hair and I took it off and I was like, well, this is like some kind of disco clucker outfit. So I'm going to sure. put on some disco hair. And so that's what I did. It was a rebellion. And I thought it went better with the outfit. A lace front like shit. Um, it was <laughs> It was a lace front. It was a lace back. It was a lace side. It wasn't even full lace <laughs> it a lace. There wasn't a lace in sight. On her shoe, flocking. maybe. <laughs> um... Yeah, when Matthew tells you to flip your hair and you do, but you're it does not move, the hair just mounts its landing. Well, stays all, still. All I would say to that is there are lots of different types of hair, and uh, I think all types of hair should participate in wind blowing beauty. Wind blown beauty. And with that, why don't we take a break and we'll be right back. Oh. 
Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah. And under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals, so you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, Mm. try meals that feature premium premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag 50. and use code drag50 drag 50. to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Drag, drag 50. 50 at com slash drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. And we are common. I Wait, can only it... describe her behavior as common. Tawdry. <laughs> um, we're back and You'd, okay, so sometimes in a music video shoot, okay, follow me here. You've done this before, Willem. Yeah. But so, in order for the the camera to get a slow motion of you lip syncing, so your hair is blowing in slow motion, but you're lip syncing the words. The way I like it ach- like that. Yeah. The way this is achieved is they speed up the track in real life as they're filming it. Blasting you with air, and then they speed it up to like 1.5 times. But I swear this was when we did this on this shoot, it was faster. It was like three times faster. So it's like, this is the and you you try your best to lip sync to that. 
And if you do it properly, then you can slow it down and your hair's moving in slow motion, but your lips are moving at normal pace. There's also the reverse, which we did in S&M, where they slow it down. So imagine dancing to <gasps> S&M all day, but slowed down to four <laughs> times the pace. That's Not two, wild. four, because then they get that oh cool, like, herky-jerky crazy movement that's in <sighs> S&M with, like, Detox and me and Morgan and all them. Katrina, the kids. That's amazing. It was really hard to do. This was a really hard shoot day. And I didn't have a handle on the choreography. And I don't, I think I was the worst, but I think we were all having a hard time with it. Um, I just wanted to go there and help you by pulling up that unitard because the crotch was somewhere between your knees and your thighs. It was right. Someone needed to give give you a good heave ho from the back. Like, come on, girl, get these pads in there. Every now that's and then the worst you when you're cross riding low. You need a good yank every now and then. I mm-hmm. needed that. Now, at, at any point <sighs> during this car scene or any other time, did you think to yourself, "I'm going to go ask if I could put on a different wig"? No, I didn't. Really, I was, rebe- I was rebelling. I was like, "Fine, you want to put me in this fucking outfit? Well, bitch, I'm going to put on this hair." I mean, cut I heard, ar- I heard you when it. you said, "I'm going to look so stupid," and. <laughs> Well, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> God bless. Oh, uh, but when- Roxy looks amazing. Jinx is being really funny and just taking to it so naturally. And, you know. Uh, how was it meeting Gloria Allred? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was very intimidated. I was very, very honored to get to meet her. She's been a part of some major court cases um, in our lifetimes. Um, and she was really, really tough. She was not taking any skirting around the questions. She said, okay, that's good, but you need to, you need to take it further. Um, she told Roxy, keep it real. No pageant babble. And Roxy was literally like, can I speak woman? (laughs) Can we start a podcast on mom called pageant babble? (laughs) Pageant babble. Yeah. Who's going to host it? I don't know. We need some heavy hitters in the pads. What about um oh what's Dina her Cass. name? She's amazing. I shared a dressing room with her for Ricky Lake. Lawanda. Lawanda, okay. um fuck. Lawanda. Lawanda Jackson. We'll do okay. like Lawanda Jackson, Brooklyn okay. Heights, um Fantasy Melanie Podcast. Von Cruz, mm-hmm. uh, Darcel. Oh, for um, sure. Pageant Babel. I would I would be pageant Babylon. Um <laughs> We just talk about one pageant every podcast episode. Hey, that's what? not a bad idea. <laughs> that would be fun. Would Everybody watch Continental from 96. All right. Welcome back to Pageant Babylon. And today we're discussing, uh, Babylon we're discussing Miss Continental. Lawanda oh, Jackson. Yes. yes, bitch. Wow. So She's stunning. the one. Mm-hmm. We she, worship the badge. Yeah. Um. Uh, then, okay, well, Jinx uh, also has a conversation with Gloria. Gloria says, you can't just be the nice one. You have to critique your competitors. Okay. Uh, and then we get the, uh, the famous Tic Tac lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rue and Jinx talk about Jinx's Broadway aspirations. And Rue says, mm-hmm. I could see you as Blanche Dubois. Mm. <laughs> which makes a lot of sense because Jinx does play, um, you know, 
a middle-aged break <laughs> break on the verge of a breakdown woman so well you know she she's does. just at, like right on the one line side of hysteria at any point yes yeah yes, she's definitely she right there uh and jinx has the revelation that maybe her drag character is a manifestation of growing up so fast and not really having a childhood because she was, you know, she was in charge of like taking care of her siblings um, a lot when she was younger. So um, that's a revelation. Uh, The revelation that you're scared of dying is spoken of. Uh, You're so grateful for your life and you don't want to lose your life with Sharon and everything they've, you guys have built together. Uh, Yeah. Hate to break it to you. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. We haven't gotten there yet oh. in the kingdom. Are you still afraid of death that innately? Um, uh, No, not so much. I mean, a little. I don't want to, like, go out and die. Like, I, I don't want to do that. But I, I also have gotten better at, like RuPaul mentioned, I've gotten better at, you know, it, trying to enjoy every moment as it comes. Yeah, death is the ultimate reveal. It. You can't go back after. <laughs> right. That's it's Dandy Amon Dupree. He's mm-hmm. coming out of the ceiling. Bitch, you did you see Tanisha? Um, or the new girl from 13? It Tandy was her daughter. The oh, one that the one that uh gosh. is saying that she survived cancer in the in the promo and stuff. Oh my gosh. I, I might have her name wrong. RuPaul and Roxy talk about being a thick and juicy diva, and Ru- RuPaul tells Roxy that she's amazing. So that's a good lunch. I will say this, and they didn't show it. At the end of the Tic Tac lunch, I took a fistful of the Tic Tacs out of the little dish, and I took and I ate them all at once. I was like choking on and like having all that orangey mint flavor in my mouch. But um, yeah, glutton, yeah. I always wanted um, to do that. They should have. They should have shown it. I'm surprised they didn't. Well. It's a little something. The courtroom we, scene. Yeah. The courtroom district attorney. Now, were you all trading those three wigs in rotation or how did that yes. work? Well, yes, the, 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 when you were the witness, you got to wear your own wig and then the yes. attorneys traded wigs, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Um, this was fun. I enjoyed this. And it was all about differentiating between the three characters. So I went really, really easy. I, uh, I, I only have about two characters. One of them has a really deep voice. Wait, that's, that's um, Kim Crawford too. Uh, exactly. Kim Crawford's an attorney? Few, babe. I only have a few. I should have made her <laughs> Kim Crawford. My my name's Kim Crawford. I'm in the wine business. My daughter Cindy Crawford thinks she's gonna be a model. Well, it's never gonna work. Um, you're never gonna be nothing, Cindy. You need to just get into the white wine business like your mother. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then the other voice was just share. I just did share. <laughs> you did Silkwood share. I did. Yeah, for sure. But you made RuPaul laugh, as did Jinx. Yeah. And um, later later in the workroom, Roxy says something about um, not everything needs to be funny. And not every character needs to be funny. And you were like, yes, it does. And then the things that 
that Miss Andrews was reading Jinx for were all those the same things that you were doing. So I was like, she's splitting hairs here a little bit. I mean, they're beautiful lace front hairs, but they're hairs. Um, yeah. How many and times when... did the spit take happen with Roxy? Well, that's the thing. Okay, so it was it was a rough day for Roxy because they went around and they were like. Tell us, tell us about who this character is. And basically, I mean, I hadn't thought of any of that ahead of time. I was making it up on the spot, as I think was Jinx. I said my name was Peg Haas because Peg Haas was a woman who I worked in an office with. And she literally had a voice that was like this. Like it was based, it, the, the name was based off of her. And it was just improving. And then he got to Roxy and she was like, I don't know, she's just a bitch. And... So they made that look like she was not prepared. But really, she just wasn't volleying back the the improv. Then the spit take heard around the world. And I tell you, the spit take was fine. We all did the same fucking thing. But Matthew was like, "Mm, no, Roxy, I wasn't really buying that. Could you do that again? And he had her do it multiple multiple times and she was getting visibly frustrated and so by the time we left that set she was livid she felt really singled out she felt really embarrassed and really fucking pissed and it probably wasn't even about her performance it was just about making the tv show at that point that's exactly what it was so uh poor girl she looks beautiful though uh, back in the workroom, you can tell how pissed she was for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, she's saying, this competition is extremely serious. It's the rest of my life. And right. um, I mean, we all kind of feel that way. It's like the before and the after. Of course. And I mean, I think what she was what she was really upset about, which, which they couldn't show because it was talking about production, production. was she felt singled out. She felt really attacked and and so she was fucking pissed and by this point in the competition we're all exhausted we're all under so much pressure and um so she was going through it and she was lashing out at you know jinx and me some of the things that she says and the way they edit them into the confessional you i'm not sure if they were directly from this moment but it reads as (laughs) inadvertent hilarity because it says like uh, Roxy is saying that you and Jinx are making fun of drag and she doesn't like that. Comedy is not funny to her. This is serious. Like wow. it's it's <laughs> it, it's funny when you read it back now like but you know the pressure cooker makes everything different and it's like a fucking biodome of wigs and glitter and it does get to a bitch. Um as evidenced by Roxy's answer when Jinx says, "What has been your favorite moment in the competition?" Well, why don't we take a break and we'll give a, we'll we'll we'll, an, we'll find out the answer to this question and more right after this. So, uh, Willem, what has been your favorite moment in the competition? Seeing you in the bottom two. <gasps> Which hasn't happened. <laughs> but what what Jinx go. says after is the perfect. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, go ahead. I'm just. I think I'm, what she I'm says after words. is the perfect like your tone is pointed moment because it's just like mm-hmm. it tells the person who's it. It says more about the person who says it than them, and she's literally 
saying exactly what everybody thinks. Why are you lashing out at me? What is hurting yeah. people? How does that help you? You know, but this is yeah. this is like a pageant tactic, I think. Do you think Roxy was in her head that day doing pageant tricks? Well, that's or what... was it was it pure like this is acting out because of, you know, the pressure. It's and the edit. When she's in the confessional later, she says, I'm just trying to throw her off on, on this final day. Oh. But I think at the moment, I don't know. I think it was like Roxy felt back in, backed into a corner. And when you're in that biosphere of drag race and all this shit is happening and you start to see the walls closing in on you, it girl, you it's really hard not to respond in in a way that makes you look like you're angry and you're you know irrational and you're a bitch like this has happened to me and that it was it happened to me on my second time through so like if it really is a difficult situation and you can't just you can't go home and like bounce it off your close friends and like relax you have no one to talk to except a team of producers who are all sort of in on the the <laughs> The, the job of making you look like an asshole. A buffoon. You can yeah. relax the talks. You couldn't relax at any moment. <laughs> no. no. So I have so much compassion for Roxy in this moment. And Same. I, and I know that she and Jinx and, and all of us have like gotten way past this in real life. But it's a different story when you're in there. And it's really, really hard. Um, What was your favorite moment in the competition? Seeing you in the bottom two. Seems like destiny really can turn on a dime, can't it? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> what privilege. Um, I have a question. You're uh, Yara Sophieing about the workroom with this green wig, acting like you're about to do something. What were you doing what? with this fluorescent yeah. green piece of plastic, sister? Yeah, what was I doing? You were Yara Sophieing. I was Yara Brushing a wig, walking around, strolling, showing off the hair. You know, Look maybe... at my nice green wig. <laughs> I vaguely remember actually at the last moment changing to the blonde. I think I was going to wear the green on the runway. I know I, I was going to wear the same dress, but I was going to do like a really shocking color hair, but I, I, it wasn't working at the last minute. Mm-mm. And so I switched to the blonde. That same old wig that Roxy said. Well, it was also the same wig that Sharon wore when she had her final three episodes. So I was like doing a complete, like homage to um to her nice in that moment stop relying on that sharon needles it was almost the same i just remember <laughs> she had a crown on hers um <laughs> Dumb bitch. now hate it bitch on the runway uh rude Um, resplendence resplendence uh this is obviously a good example of when styling happens upside down because the way he like feathered and fanned out that front like bang because you can't you can't do that when you're right side up you got to flip it bitch yeah really really stunning the big red rose on her shoulder i wore a tulip she wore a big red rose um uh, you wore a tulip no, it's, it's, it's like a it's like a Judy Garland song. Oh. Um, the 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 judges. It's just family tonight. Michelle Visage and Santinto Rice. 
And the runway category is very best drag. Bring back my very my best girl. girls. Uh, um, Let's get into this runway. Honey, okay. Paisley Park. Roxy comes out in this uh, navy and mint paisley beaded stoned cape one shoulder fantasy gown this is one of those gowns that is a it's a pageant gown and if you have the chance to get into the details of a garment like this it's really mind-blowing because every inch i think it was beaded and stoned stoned, which is I mean, it's one of the things where the stonework alone on a gown on the runway would disappear. But when you have beads behind that or even the tiny little sequin fabric like that shows up better than individual stones. Like this dress is an example of what to do for sure. It's got a built in reveal. Yes, it was bespoke and made to her body. She looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, and Andrews for sure. The jewelry. Deep House of Andrews, the cape. I mean, oh my God, it really is a fantastic moment and just excellence in drag. And the hair, the hair like kind of loaf, but kind of, it's like an elevated loaf. It's a swoop to dupe loaf for sure. Swoop to dupe, yes. Um, now Jinx, Jinx's final runway is is not offensive. No. No. It's not. And I it's mean, her. Yeah. Um, I love that she added the flower crown, which is very, uh, very pretty, very nature girl. I, mean, I like this dress. She wears a lot of a lot of flower crowns and necklaces and scarves in her hair because, you know, hard fronts, you want to hide that thing. And I'm sure she was pumping <laughs> hard fronts then. So well, I, I like that she figured out a way to hide the hard front, uh-huh. um, hide the hardness. And sure. I like this dress, and I know that I can see where the dress came from. I mean, it comes from a dress store, and it's like a like a homecoming kind of dress. But I don't mind that, and I never have. And I I think it's pretty. I think it's her. Moving on, You're we have anything. we have you in a lace front dress, high fashion lace, yeah. kind of a queen, uh, a nude delusion front. And um, big, 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 big hair, blackout yeah. eyes, Glamtron 5000, refugee, ambassador, <laughs> woman. Yes. And I made the decision to go really editorial with it. So I didn't wear any jewelry. I'm not, which I is not really how I probably would do it now. I would have done something um, with like the ears and rings and I don't know, something, but Overall, I like this. I think it's yeah, memorable. it holds up. It's timeless. Yeah. The the tailoring of the gown, we didn't really finish it. I, I There is none. Op- there is none. I, fuck you. <laughs> I opted for the length of the train, making it impossible to walk in without holding it, because it is a very long That is fashion, train. though. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank um, you. I, I think you look beautiful. Um, thank you. We get to witness um, the skitscat remnants of what they wanted us to see with these courtroom characters and they really uh boiled it down to what they needed for all that work that y'all put in switching wigs and all that 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just oh, a yeah. quick little skit scat re- rundown. Literally less than 30 yeah. seconds for hours and hours of wig changes and works. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roxy, the judges, loved her looks and her music video performance, but her acting characters were all the same, they said. I will say that after those jackets had to rotate between the three of us, they mm. weren't smelling too good. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Those district attorney jackets. And I, I added to the scent probably the most. Uh, oh, were you a little scent bird that day? Girl, I was the scent eagle. <laughs> <laughs> a scent condor. A scent buzzard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jinx, they said, was a standout in the video, but Michelle mm-hmm. doesn't love her dress, and it's a bit promish. Well, I agree. I, uh, well, but I Michelle's always going to have a complaint, no matter what, because that's her job as a judge. So it's, we do not hold this against Michelle. Some people have been writing in it? telling us like that I've been too hard on Jinx and like blah blah blah, and I'm like, this is a. Nine, I get these DMs all the time. This is nine years ago, and uh-huh. it's just a TV show. And like, we love Jinx. Everybody knows we love Jinx, and we're all friends. It's all cool. You know? We do. Like you we said, do. five years ago. Even Roxy loves Jinx. I mean, in this plead the case thing, you'll see. But first, we have to talk about Alaska's looks on the runway mm-hmm. and her acting choices for the day, which were heralded, heralded as great by the judges. They said it was great. And yeah. um, Michelle does have a note about your. Um, your quaff says it was maybe the wrong choice. Well, it was the wrong wig in a lot of ways. It should have been a lace front and it should have been longer. It it would have moved better and it would have been more effective. Long but... bangs, heavy powder, head down, walk fast, no spook. <laughs> the divas, finally, we get to plead our case. And basically the girls are just like, I love all these girls. And if I win, that would be amazing. Thank you. Can can I ask you, do you have any grace? Do you have any professionalism? Do you have beauty? Because one of your sisters said that you had none of those. Where she did. And it it was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and yeah. like, yeah, it was it was a bit of a reach, but you gotta sell yourself. But um I think that you were the only one that did the assignment correctly, and RuPaul says so too, after yours, but um, the... I was trying to give respect to Gloria Allred, who sat there and c- came in and consulted with us on building a proper speech that hit all the all the notes that we had to hit in the assignment. And then the other girls were just like, you know, I just I love everybody. And thank you. I'm, <laughs> I was like, fuck this. The fact that they're ahead. that they're nice and easy and have mercy on their competitors. And then even after Jinx is like, you know, I took your critiques. I, I applied them and I grow and mm-hmm. water off a duck's back. And then even after that, Roxy is like, you know what? Can I say something, please? Mm-hmm. And and then she says, I'm, I said something to you before and I yeah. really do love you. And like, honestly, I think that is genuine because like, you know, Roxy yeah, you didn't tell. know if she was going to see Jinx again after that. Probably. Who knows? Like she could have. And I'm glad that she got it off of her chest that she love jinx you know because that top three moment is kind of special and like y'all should have that camaraderie i've never been in it but i assume it is yeah that yeah i like that moment and i thought it was really genuine and then Um, you go and be a bitch to everybody well 
Well, I was just doing, I was doing what I was asked to do. You said and- three episodes ago, Jinx did not wear nails. <laughs> and Roxy had five bugle beads missing right there. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I cited specific incidents. I said, uh, Roxy turned her sweet 16 look into a slutty, tawdry 27-year-old uh, Jinx. <laughs> Um, Jinx failed in every look in the sugar ball. Not one, not two, but three looks. That was like hilarious. Was it, was it intended to be funny too? Yes, of course. It was hilarious, but they didn't show RuPaul laughing at all. In fact, they showed her giving nooch mug. They they cut to her giving nooch mug. Neither positive nor negative looking Nooch. We want to take a second to talk to you about Nooch Mug. Go to <laughs> noochmug.web <laughs> slash darg. See what I put uh, in my Nooch Mug at onlyfans.com. <laughs> nooch Mug. We love, this is a, I mean, this is a very well-rounded final three, but there can only be one winner. Um, yeah. And why don't we find out what happens next after this quick break? She came from Seattle with a dress and a dream. The sleeper fan favorite and champion of season five. Here to take us on a journey with her opinions, memories, and thoughts on season five, let's find out what Jinx thinks. We became pretty close, like, during the filming. Like, even though we were in neck-and-neck competition with each other and with Roxy, we did... My favorite thing is... But when when Detox left, by the time Detox left... So Detox and Roxy were doing their makeup together in the far left mirror. Alaska and I were doing our makeup in the far right mirror. By the snacks. Yeah. <laughs> and the couches. Comfy uh-huh. land. <laughs> and when Detox left, Roxy, you know, was just kind of on edge because her best friend left. And they asked Alaska if she would move into the center mirror. And I don't know if it was because Alaska and I were having fun getting ready together or if it's because we just needed our distance from the person who was going through stuff. But they asked Alaska to move into the center mirror so we could all have her own mirror. And she said, no, (laughs) I'm happy where I am. (laughs) Damn, they didn't like dangle the crown in front of the camera. (laughs) We said move, bitch. Here, girl. Here, come here. Um, But no, I actually, that was probably one of my more fond memories is that Alaska chose, you know, made the choice to stay in our little mirror together so we could still whisper and kiki together while we did our makeup, even though we were in intense competition with one another. We had fun over there and and it was it was creepy because we were just we were getting ready next to each other and it starts out so crowded no, mm. not everyone even has a space at the mirror and everyone near us kept getting sent home right after we, it was like we it was like we put a curse on that section of the room and people with their spots right next to us just kept oh it just kept getting more and more airy around us yeah i mean i was originally i was right next to serena cha cha so that didn't 
<laughs> that didn't last long. Yeah. Uh, too, too many books <laughs> were dividing you guys. <laughs> Well, it's Wednesday. Trash day's here. Oh, no, that's Alaska getting going to her gig. Never mind. Just a curb in her trash town. <laughs> trash town. Trash town. Looking like a trash town. Trash town. <laughs> See her on the curb Thursday night. <laughs> Next um, to the recycling camp. <laughs> and the yard waste there. <laughs> this is uh, a three-way lip sync for your life. The song is The Beginning by RuPaul. Were you told there was a lip sync before the end of this episode? Like, did you, did they, when they, when they mic'd you for this episode, did they say, and the lip sync for this episode is, or the final song is, did they tell you any of that? Yes, I I believe so. Yeah, I think we all knew that it was going to be the song. We didn't know that it was going to be the three of us, but we kind of suspected because of how um, successful the last season had gone. My doing pleasure. It this way. Yeah. Well, thank you for you walking so you. we could run. Um, uh, RuPaul, uh, we, we do a three-way lip sync. Something that got cut out that didn't make the show was I was doing deep homages to uh to Sharon at this point. And I you know how she crawled down the runway in her octopus tentacles? I crawled down the the runway during this song, but they didn't show. I guess they were doing me a favor of differentiate differentiating me from seasons past. <laughs> <laughs> um well there are many things on the line, including a fierce drag jewels crown and a cash prize of $64,000 after capital gains taxes. Um, This three-way lip sync for your life is kind of uneventful. Nobody does a split for me. Uh, Y'all kind of look all even keeled like it could go any way. They don't don't really reveal much. Honey, if I did a split, I would have actually split myself. (laughs) Honey, if I did a death drop, I'd actually die. (laughs) (laughs) Um... There are there are a couple of deep references in this episode um, that one you threw out to RuPaul that was like a direct quote from somebody. It might have been the ew with the Madame Laqueer, or that might have been the episode before. Mm-hmm. You did an ew, and then Ru did an ew. Yeah, that was the last. That was the last okay. episode. In this episode, Ru invokes the amazing Tammy Brown. Though <laughs> she does, and she she talks about walking children in nature, and she it's says- amazing. Yeah, she says, make sure you go tweet and Facebook and hashtag and Instagram and Tumblr and Pinterest and the wow report and getglue.com. Do we know what get glue is? Yeah, it was the one that used to be like those online stickers or something. And then they send you real stickers in the mail, I think. I'm not really sure. Oh, uh, okay. And then she says, then turn off your goddamn computer and go walk children in nature. Um. Hearing RuPaul say, and then turn off your goddamn computer and go walk children in nature. Like, did everybody clock that that was a Tammy line? Oh, yeah. We loved it. And, you know, that's that's what you got to do. That was a fierce, eviscerating read delivered at RuPaul by Tammy Brown. And so, Accurate you know, also. Accurate. Yes. And so you do what you can do and you take the read and you make it into something funny. Exactly. You know? Bearded Barbie. Um... So Rue got on stage and danced with y'all? 
I'm just a bearded Barbie. Too much, not enough makeup, not enough hair. <laughs> I love Dolly. I should do that. Uh, yes, I'm just but... a bearded Barbie. <laughs> For sure. Um, so would you did a little uh did a little boot scoot with RuPaul? Yeah, this was fun. And I have to tell you, anytime you get to stand next to RuPaul in drag, which I don't know, listeners out there, I don't know that there are many opportunities to do this. But if you ever get a chance to stand next to RuPaul in drag, please take the chance because she will make you feel so short and petite. Honey, she is... she. If you look at the four of us standing up there at the end, I I stand before you. Six foot one, out of drag. I was wearing heels and massive hair, okay? Which put me probably around the seven foot mark. RuPaul is still a head, a a foot taller than me and all of the girls. (laughs) RuPaul is a giant alien person who is very, very tall. And try to describe her without using the word statuesque can't be done so uh i um, lo- it was a thrill it was they, a thrill they say that rupaul looks down on everybody and um she does literally <laughs> and then you speak to her and you realize she does She's literally a tall diva i love a tall uh, diva i come from a long line of tall divas um i didn't really see an un- i've been taking the notes and processing them where i've been reading them online and stuff about um my my uh my shortcomings as a host, frankly, on this podcast. Uh, and people seem to think that I don't watch the episodes sometimes, but that is untrue. There was only once that that happened. And then another time I didn't watch um, like the end of it, but I made it up to the runway. So like I'm trying to be a good podcast host and stuff, but there was no untucked episode. I looked for it, right? That's correct. It's actually embedded into the next episode. I feel like I've learned more about this season by watching Untucked, and I'm going to do it in the future, too. So please keep listening to all of the mom podcasts. Yeah, and I was talking about that with Nick. This They really popped off on season five Untucked. I mean, Untucked, they were, legend. They, there are so many memorable moments. They really were producing it very well, really like getting the most out of it. It wasn't just, we're going to run a camera backstage. It was like, we're going to produce these young ladies. Yeah. Um. Uh, shout out to Jen Stander. Jen Stander, she's the one. I think she was, was producing your, us. Um, your showrunner was Steven, right? He wasn't doing Untucked anymore at that point, right? Um. At that time, I cannot remember. Jen Stander was your Untucked girl, though. Wasn't a guy yes. with her at that point. Yes. Are you gonna come to our live stream? This is exciting. Monday, December 21st at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. We are playing Charades. Charades. I'm doing it right now. Yes. We'll be jumping on Zoom with some of our amazing sisters and raising money for really good causes. uh, Fairfight.com and the Transgender Law Center. We have pop-ups from the divas such as Heidi in Closet, Jackie (gasps) Beat, the winner of season one Canada's Drag Race, Priyanka. And Miss Jiglina Caliente is also going to be 
these divas are going to be playing with us, playing charades, and I can't wait to I can't wait to see how this turns out. If you want to come and every dollar goes to a really good cause, you can get your tickets at www.racechasertickets.com. Just take a two minute ticket quiz and see what <laughs> tickets are best suited for you, <laughs> you don't for the live stream on December twenty first, six p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and racechasertickets.com for those tickets. It's really fun. And we thank you so very much for joining us for Race Chaser Classic this week. I'm Willem. And I'm Alaska. And we would love for you to write a review of our podcast on your podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe and take a moment to leave us a rating, too, if you liked it. And you can follow the dolls at Willem at the Only Alaska 5000. And our Race Chaser account is at Race Chaser Pod. Plus, bonus content is available now at patreon.com slash Willem. And it's pay to play. So just choose a video you like and leave the coins on the dresser and watch whatever the hell you want. You can search for the Race Chaser content by using the hashtag Race Chaser in the little search box. That's right. And you can email us anytime at racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, especially if you're a loner, we'd love to hear from you. Wear a mask, wash your hands, socially distance yourself, and respect each other out in the world. Now, before we say goodbye, Willem, I have one question. What was what was your favorite moment of this podcast? Seeing you in the bottom two. <gasps> Wait, there was something else that I don't think they showed. And it was, we, we went around the room and said, what will you do if you win the $100,000? What will and you do if you win the $100,000, Alaska? And my answer was, I'll buy $100,000 slices of pizza and then that pissed Roxy off so much she was like mm, I'm gonna buy a hundred thousand dollars a hundred thousand slices of pizza <laughs> she was so mad <laughs> which you wouldn't have because gluten I know uh, you were inauthentic inauthentic failed to connect I thinking what was I thinking <laughs> you were thinking let me get this all stars in a couple of years <laughs> Go do go do six hundred bot shows and hone this craft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done now. <laughs> Race, Chaser. Race Chaser is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Viacom, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. RuPaul's Drag Race and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Forever. <laughs> Race Chaser with Alaskan Willem is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is Race Chaser by Alaska Thunderfuck. Oh.